0: Global
2: Business News, 24 hours a day,
1: at Bloomberg.com,
2: the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Technology and healthcare companies are dragging the stock market lower. Losses over the past two days have wiped out the Dow and S&P 500's gains from earlier this month. Healthcare companies are declining after some weak earnings reports. The health insurer Molina Healthcare cut its full-year guidance because of higher medical care costs in Ohio and Texas, and because of pharmacy costs. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is currently down 27 points. It's narrowing its earlier losses. That's an eighth of a percent down right now, trading at 17,803. S&P 500 down seven points, a third of a percent, trading at 2,068. The Nasdaq is down 25. Points. That's a loss of half a percent trading at 47.79. West Texas Intermediate Crude holding steady at 46.03 a barrel. Spot Gold is up $28 an ounce at 12.94.40, and the 10 year Treasury up 132nd, yield 1.82%. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash.
0: Thank you very much, Catherine Cowdery. It is time now for the ETF report. It is brought to you by Columbia University's Executive Technology Management Graduate Program, which prepares technology professionals to drive business performance. Information at sps.columbia.edu slash tech. Let's go to Catherine Cowdery.
1: The Bank of Japan's decision to stand pat has reverberated in ETFs that focus on that country and its currency. The currency shares Japan's yen trust rallied 3.3 percent, while the Wisdom Tree Japan hedged equity fund dropped 7.6 percent. What to do? Here's David Kotak, Chief Investment Officer of Cumberland Advisors.
0: I think Japan itself is a huge, bullish stock market story.
1: Kotak says Cumberland Advisors uses ETFs to invest in Japan.
0: We actually use five different ETFs to get to various uh, combinations of things in the Japanese market. Japan is our largest overweight
1: in the international ETF strategy we apply. Kotak and why he's optimistic about Japan's outlook. I look at the Japanese market. I see
0: an equity risk premium double that of the United States with a central bank that's stimulative and with an economy that is going to get an additional injection of defense spending.
1: Kotak says defense spending in Japan could more than double. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery.
2: This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
0: Sell in May and go away. Well, so far this year, if you invested in the S&P 500, You've made about nine-tenths of a percent. Compare that to the Dow Jones Industrial Average, a gain of about 2%. Here to tell us how to improve that performance is Sam Stovall. He is U.S. equity strategist for S&P Capital IQ, and he is also the author of the book The Seven Rules of Wall Street. Sam Stovall, always a pleasure.
2: Hey, Pam, good to
0: talk to you. Tell us about the S&P 500 and the sell-in-may go-away strategy.
2: Well, obviously, I've heard about the uh, sell in May ever since I picked up my first copy of the Stock Traders' Almanac, talking about how uh, November through April was the strongest six-month period up almost 7%. It's going back to World War II, whereas May through October was the weakest six-month period with an average increase of less than 1.5%. But my thought was, well, gee, 1.5% annualized is a lot better than you would get in cash. There must be a better way than actually selling in May and going away. And I actually found that you are better off rotating than you are retreating. Um, so I looked at five different strategies, being in the market all year long, um, being in stocks from November through April, but then selling and going into cash, being in the uh, market November through April, but then being in the Barclays Ag, May through October, the S&P Low Volatility Index.
0: Just a second, when you talk about Barclays Ag, I just want to make sure that we're talking about the Barclays Aggregate Bond Index, right?
2: That is correct, yes. So if an investor wanted to follow along with an ETF, it would be AGG that would replicate that.
0: And then finally, you talked about the smart beta shift. I'll have to ask you about that. And then you said sector rotation. What what did you discover uh, for strategy number one, the idea of staying the course?
2: Staying the course was not as bad as you would think. The compound annual total return since uh, 1990 was 9.9%. Um, you ended up getting your standard deviation of 18. Um, you had a very good year, up 38%, and also a very bad year, down 37%, being in 2008. So that was the benchmark, the hurdle against which the other strategies were measured.
0: All right. Tell us now about cashing out. Let's say you actually cashed out and sold everything in May and then were fully invested from November the 1st through April 30th of the following year.
2: Well, indeed, you saw your volatility go down. The standard deviation went from eighteen down to ten and a half. Your worst year went from 30, minus minus thirty seven percent to minus ten percent. but you paid for it because instead of getting a nine point nine percent compound total return, you got eight point nine percent uh and so as a result yes you you get for what what you pay for and if you're uh, looking for low volatility then you uh took a lower return
0: so sam if you're planning to organize your memorial day holiday and before you do so you say you know what i'm going to put my cash i'm going to take it out of the stock market i'm going to put it in the Barclays aggregate bond index how do you do then
2: um, then then actually the numbers start looking pretty good. The instead of nine point nine for the S and P all year long, you got eleven point three percent by engaging in this semi annual rotation. Um, you ended up seeing a a fairly low volatility reading, going from 18 down to 12. Uh, Your worst year, instead of being minus 37 for the S&P, was minus 14. But you still only beat the market 44% of the time. So you still, in a sense, had a batting average that was less than 50-50.
0: All right, so we move on from... The bond index to what is called smart beta. What is smart beta?
2: Well, smart beta is when um, you in, engage in different uh, screening techniques to try to come up with returns that exceed that for the S and P file five hundred, while at the same time probably having lower volatility. S P is the S&P 500 Low Volatility Index, which contains the 100 stocks with the lowest trailing 12-month volatility, and this grouping gets reviewed every quarter. So it, in a sense, is a defensive approach of owning equities, and by using that in place of bonds or cash in the May through October period, you ended up with a near 12% compound total return. You beat the market 56 percent of the time you still had lower volatility uh, and instead of getting a minus 37 percent in 2008 you got a minus 25 percent so second best but not the top of the heap
0: how about if you just let it rotate into such industry groups as consumer staples and healthcare?
2: Well, interestingly enough, I guess when the going gets tough, the tough go eating, smoking, and drinking. And if they overdo it, they have to go to the doctor. Works perfectly May through October because this rotationary strategy gained more than 13%. It beat the market 60% of the time with also a very low standard deviation. And amazingly, this 100% stock portfolio over the past 25 years, its worst year was 2008, down 21%. 1% versus 37 for the stock market as a whole.
0: What's the most efficient way to employ that strategy?
2: Uh, it would be using uh, the ETFs of XLP for consumer staples, XLV for healthcare, uh, and then using SPY for the S&P 500. What's also interesting is that this sell-in-may strategy rotating to different sectors is not only um, a good strategy for large-cap stocks, but for the equal-weight S&P 500, the small-cap 600. Um, so you could look to to those indices from Guggenheim as well as from PowerShares uh, to get the the ticker symbols. And the rotation effect has a similar three to 400 basis points of outperformance per year.
0: We're speaking with Sam Stovall. He is U.S. equity strategist, S&P Global Market Intelligence, also the author of The Seven Rules of Wall Street. Sam Stovall looking at the performance as we started this segment, looking at the S&P 500, a gain of nine-tenths of a percent. If you've yet to hit your benchmark as an investment manager so far this year, what are the chances do you believe that you'll actually accomplish that by the end of 2016?
2: Well, I think this is definitely going to be a challenging year. It is the eighth year of this bull market. Since World War II, what I did was I counted up the number of uh, 1% days in cal- in uh, bull market years. And on average, we got 65 in the year that we just concluded. Well, we have 85 to look forward to as the average for this year. So high volatility, uh, I think that we need to see an improvement in earnings expectations, we started the year thinking that uh, the S&P would post a 7.5% increase in operating earnings. Now that estimate is less than one-half of 1%. So I think things need to turn around. We need to see an improvement in the earnings projections, because while inflation remains fairly low – uh, valuations remain fairly high, and you can only have high valuations when inflation remains low and earnings are on the rise.
0: Thank you very much. Sam Stovall is U.S. equity strategist for S&P Global Market Intelligence, S&P Capital IQ, also the author of The Seven Rules of Wall Street. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Pim Fox. to take you through to the close next on Bloomberg Radio.